0: A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
1: American girls and American guys We'll always stand up and salute We'll always recognize When we see old glory flying There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night When we lay down our head My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye But he blew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me To grow up and live happy in the land of flying in from somewhere in the back soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye man we lit up your world like the fourth fight when you rattle his cage, and you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass, it's an American way, and hey, Uncle Sam put your name at the top of his list.
2: Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my beloved better half.
3: v hello, Patriots.
2: And tonight we have a special guest uh, all the way, coming from... Uh, um,
3: the great state of Texas. T-
2: yeah, where they like to shoot shit and uh, <laughs> kill a lot of things, which I like to shoot, and I like to kill a lot of things. Um Tonight we have with you uh, Mike War- Miller. Yep, Mike Miller from Warriors for Rangers. So and-
3: I got to meet Mike in Dallas at the Clay Clark, Clark event uh, this past weekend, uh, which was a grand time, and we'll have a lot of people coming up in the next couple of months uh, from that event. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Mike's down on the border. So, uh, you know, we've all been talking about, of course, you know, we say all the time that the border affects the entire country. But, really, the border affects Texas a lot. So, uh, Mike's here to tell us all about it and what he's doing to help with it. So, welcome to the show, Mike. I uh, can't hear you. Hold You're on one second.
2: still muted, sir.
3: Yeah, unmute yourself.
4: Thank you guys for having me. There you there go. There we go. There we go. Appreciate that. No, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey from uh, earlier this year to the present, from where we have gone from just being a normal family, doing family things to where we are today, traveling the world in the fight with the rest of them and rest of what I call team America, because that's exactly who all these people are. We are team America. You guys are team America. You're truth tellers on the, on the podcast. And that, that emblem is uh, pretty, pretty awesome.
3: You know, you know the, there's the a, Patriot
4: party ent- emblem is cool.
3: There's a, a bit of a story behind that. Um, we... Came up with that logo a year ago when we started our podcast and we were in D.C. on January 6th and there was Patriot Party people from all across the country we'd never met before none of us we'd never connected but we all had the same logo it was crazy so completely organic uh, divinely inspired I guess you could say I think that's the only way to explain it so um, cool. yeah spoke spoke to a lot of us so uh, we, we like the lion because you know we're all about lions and not sheep so uh, I know you guys have a, a lot of lions down there in Texas so um, before we go
4: on stage there's prayers that are said And I think you guys know this. We're behind the curtain. We put hands on each other and we pray. And one of the prayers at the end of the prayers, they said, Mike, it's time for you to go out on that stage and it's time to be a lion. And I'm going to tell you that that first time I heard that I was in Colorado Springs and it was the first time I actually got to speak on the stage in front of three thousand five hundred people. And if you guys ever got a chance to play back and actually see that speech, when you see three thousand five hundred people stand up on their feet excited to be in a place where they're finding you know their patriotism for their country and their love for God the same room it is a powerful thing and dallas was packed there was a lot of people there
3: yeah, i heard uh this morning someone was saying there was 10,000 people there which i thought it was 7,000 but either way uh, i i don't think it really makes a difference 7,000 10,000 i imagine it's very overwhelming regardless of the crowd size just to get up in front of that many people and and speak um, Absolutely yeah that's uh we we play no fear no filters so we don't really care how many people we talk in front of um, right but, uh, but that's that's not necessarily the case for well a, so a far lot my people.
4: biggest mistake ever on a podcast is I accidentally said the Guadalupe River instead of the Rio Grande River <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, so if, if that's hey, by my just own a geographical downfall, thing. Yeah. you know, that's not that bad. <laughs>
3: so uh so where is where is Warriors for Ranchers located? You're right there on the border?
4: Uh we are in central Texas. So okay. the 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 nutshell for your guys' audience that hasn't heard the story, I can go ahead and tell if you guys want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, please do. So eleven years ago I went on a Christian retreat and I made a, a friend that had a a property here in texas so i retired from the united states air force back in the day and so in 2002 in june i lost the use of my left eye fighting for operation during freedom um so you guys hear when they announce me that i'm a highly decorated uh air force veteran so i'm going to move my camera i'm going to show you guys my office real quick i don't even know if you guys can see this
3: uh, i think you just have a virtual screen up so
4: uh, it's okay it's not going to show it it's <laughs> going to okay. show me though that's crazy, because that wall's not green. My green screen's behind me. <laughs> Anyhow, that was a failure. Okay, so I have a ton of awards all over that wall. You know, I'm that Army guy, or excuse me, Air Force guy that does it like the Army guy, I guess, where you just cover your whole room like a, it's my signature. So You have an I different- love me room. What's that? I Yeah, You're- it's my love me room. Yes. And my, my wife has her place in here, too, you know? It's like the corner over there. (laughs) Wow, we're completely
2: opposite. I have an I Love Me book, and uh, she has every other closet and every other back of every other freaking chair in the house, and I don't have shit.
4: Dude, we did not talk about closet space, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because that closet loves her. I've got my little corner. So, yeah, it's different in the closet. So, anyhow, um, this gentleman had a piece of property, and when I retired, I came back here to Texas, and – lived up in washington oregon for a while came back and we made the choice to uh, use some of the money that we had sold our house for to try to start a hunting property and so i called this gentleman up who was a friend i just felt led by god to call him and i said hey would you be interested in starting a hunting ranch and he's like well sure so we start this place after he said well give me a second to think about it it was literally the next morning so 8:30 in the morning he's like let's do this we built this place It got to the point where celebrities were coming coming out and hunting. We had people from the north, the south, the east, the west, every direction coming. Kids could come, and they could find Jesus. They'd put their cell phones away. They had a blast. When Trump administration was in office, we were at a 40-year low. Illegal immigration was still taking place. I mean, it wasn't uncommon for one or two people to cross the border, come to the ranch we were at, and then they didn't harm anything. These were like contractors, people looking for work. And that was not uncommon. They've been doing it for over a hundred some odd years. Now, this gentleman that's running things now, the clown that's in the White House, since he's taking over, we went from one or two people coming across the property like in two months to 58 people being arrested in one day. Two helicopters. And somewhere in the realm of 12 to 14 service vehicles coming through the gates with people running everywhere trying to capture capture people.
2: Well, I'm just really impressed that you just referred to him as a gentleman. I, uh, I don't refer to him as a gentleman. I refer to him as a crusty, crippled old bag that I can't remember his name on most days. Uh, I've actually met some people like that before, but most of them were in nursing homes. And um... well, I
4: did follow that up with the clown. Yes, That's so true. you did. You did. <laughs> God, God created man, and he created woman. But when he created this man, he, uh, he, he missed... should have probably spent a little bit more time yeah. building that. Yeah. Hey. Yeah.
3: Okay. The fastest swimmer is not always the smartest one.
4: Right. That's true. Doesn't mean he's not a swimmer, but he's just not the fastest one. In <laughs> <End> speech. <laughs> <laughs> speech.
2: Yeah. End quote now. <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh <Holy hell>. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, Mick mixed the, missed the event, so he uh he missed that thing. I actually recorded all of Eric Trump's speech, but Mick hasn't had a chance to see it yet. Um, Eric Trump was saying at the end of—Biden uh, was reading out a speech at the end of yeah, I know. the teleprompter said end of speech. And, yes. He, he did the he, same thing. He, he, he's done that more than once. Yeah. So, um, right. End quote. Hysterical. Yeah, yes, he does exactly. that. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: so this, you started the hunting club, and you had you went from having four people to 50, 50 people plus service vehicles now driving through this property. What happened Two. there? Two. To getting in their way. So the the ranch itself is the last
4: ranch before the Border Patrol checkpoint. So in Del Rio, Texas, as you're coming up Highway 90, you have to go through one more checkpoint before you're all the way into Texas without having to go through another one. So that's the same way to any road that's leaving from Mexico into Texas. There's another checkpoint in those sectors. You have to go through that checkpoint. That's your last verification to be fully into Texas. So even though you're 40 miles from the border, you still have not made it through the final checkpoint. So they see that checkpoint and they're like, oh no, we got illegal immigrants in the truck. We need to make a left. So they make a left down the dirt road. That dirt road goes into the railroad tracks and right to our gate. Because once you see the railroad tracks, you see our gate. It's a very elaborate gate right across the way. They jump that fence to get to the Nueces River. And the Nueces River leads them right to Highway 90. And that's how they get into San Antonio. So you guys see often all these different uh, stories of them getting to San Antonio, bailing out in town. Now you've got uh, San Antonio attorneys that are left-wing liberal, liberal snakes in the grass that are uh, signing documentation to try to keep them in Texas and in America longer. And so there was an instance where they tried to shoot at me in my Polaris buggy with a fully automatic weapon. So, underneath the railroad, there's four drainage ditches. So,
3: illegal immigrants that came across the border shot at you with a fully automatic weapon.
4: This would probably be cartel, yes. And uh, here, I will give you an idea of what that looks like. Had I had um, a little more time, I would have got these videos to you, but I think it'll work just like this. So, uh, this video right here, I'm going to zoom it. Would be what it looks like when they were looking for me. At let the me play. let me blow
2: this up real quick because I want to make sure that everybody yep. can see this. There and we go. Yes. So this video,
4: I'm going to zoom it. They're walking the railroad right there.
2: Hold on. Pull it back a little bit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just okay. Pull here, it here we
4: go. One more time. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you can see them right there, right? Here's another one of them actually on the property walking.
2: Yeah. Yeah, got it.
4: So that guy's a coyote. He's looking for his targets. And when I tell you they're watching me, they actually put these cameras up like this.
2: Pull it back just a little bit. Yep, right there. Yeah.
4: Uh, just a little bit more forward.
2: There you go. Yeah. Yep. We can see it, the trail cams. Yep.
4: Right. It's a, it's a trail cam, but that's a wire cam. And those are not facing animals, folks. That's facing the gate where I would be going in and out of the place. So... Um, from that point forward, um, they had shot at me off that railroad. So where they were standing on the railroad, underneath where they came out, those are the drainage ditches I was telling you guys about. So there's places you can see food, and uh, they cleaned up their mess. There should have been three casings from whatever weapon they shot at me with. I'm pretty sure it was like an AK. So I'm doing 30 miles an hour. Everybody that I talk to thinks they probably aimed right at me which would put their bullets behind me because I'm moving 30 miles an hour. Or they just didn't aim well and they shot right through the backside or they shot at or around the buggy. There was no hole in the buggy at all. I've looked everywhere. But in the back of the buggy, if you think about where a headrest is on a Polaris, yeah, that whole back section, there's like two or three feet where your guests would sit. I think I was talking about the fact that the dudes were shooting at me. Yes. You're- I was in the buggy. Yep. And I was getting ready to start second part of the story.
3: Yes. Go
2: for it.
4: Okay, so they shot at me with a fully automatic weapon underneath the drainage ditch. And the coyotes keep coming through and they, uh, they inspect these areas. Can you guys hear me okay?
2: Yep. yep. We hear you just fine.
3: We muted our own mic so that you can keep talking.
4: Okay. So the, uh, the coyotes clean up their areas in those drainage ditches. They'll bring food and, and water drops and things like that because they know these illegal immigrants are coming through there but they don't want law enforcement to know they're using these spaces. So the border patrol has dirt roads that that follow along these areas and they do railroad inspections. So when they stop the train, that's another area where they all bail out. They'll get on these train cars down in Eagle pass and they will jump off at the fence because when they stop the train, it stops in front of our place. So it would jump, they'll jump the fence. They'll run to the river. Same scenario. They circumvent the border patrol by following the river to the bridge. Well, we had paid guests that had children with them and they came and they shot a scimitar horned orcs, which is a real big African style animal. We took it to taxidermy. We took it to the meat market. And when I come back, we have a gentleman from the Honduras trying to break into our cabins and my family was in there. So the very first thought is like, this guy's trespassing. Is he armed? Is he going to hurt me? Is he going to hurt my family? I knew that if I hurt him, that I would probably get more punishment than he would. So I had to de-escalate the situation. I got his permission to pat him down. I pat the guy down, but at the time, I looked to my left, and we have two loaded 308s on the dinner table in our outdoor kitchen. He could have grabbed those guns and terminated me and my family easy. But we got the guns unloaded, and we put them away. And then uh, we sat this guy down, and I said, comita. And I, he's like, see, he wanted to eat. Well, I already had Border Patrol on the way, so I put some scraps together from lunch, and I was feeding the guy. And while he was drinking his water and eating his food, he told me electrical. So he picks up his phone, and he's pointing. He wanted to charge his phone. So we plugged his phone in, and as you guys know, when you touch a phone screen, it lights up, and when his phone lit up, it actually was a map to the coyote that he was headed to. So I was able to call Border Patrol and give him the coordinates to where these guys were, and we caught six of them total, seven with him. That wasn't enough I'm at the railroad tracks and there's no crossing arms out in the country where we're at so it's just tracks and the train comes through you either stop or you get smashed so there's a, um, a tower there that controls north and southbound tracks so when that train comes that thing will move over it or it won't for the train coming back and forth so uh, it was about 10 30 at night I was texting my family when uh, two shadows emerged out of the bushes one on my passenger side, one on the driver's side. At that moment, it was so intense when they were rattling the door handles, I forgot to put my foot on the brake to shift my truck into drive. So it took me a few seconds to compute in my head that if I don't put my foot on the brake, this thing's not going to go forward. I managed to get the truck out of there. I called Border Patrol. These guys are wearing, wearing solid black clothes and, and carpet shoes. And so um, they're hard to detect in the dark. They didn't catch these two guys. They managed to get to our fridge, get through the meat, grab some food, and head out. But there was plenty of evidence to show they were on the property. They just These guys are searching. And where we're at, like a, probably about twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 acres in all the corners where we're at. So from the highway. And they're able to jump from my place to another place, whatever. These guys work really hard. So I gave them all my gate codes and everything. Well, there was enough stuff that happened. U.S. Customs asked me to come talk to them. And so I come into their office and there's probably eight or nine border patrol agents there and the pack, the patrol officer in charge was in there. And they asked me to speak at a town hall in Uvalde, Texas. And that's when my speaking really started to happen is at that very moment, I'm in a room full of concerned citizens, concerned ranchers, farmers, and Texans that th- everything that they have is being destroyed. They're still in their cars, they're breaking their farm equipment, they're they're running their vehicles through their uh, crops, and when they run a vehicle through the crops, they have to section that section out, and they can't sell it to the public. So there goes thousands of dollars. Their fences are being ran through. One gate can be anywhere between 1000 to $10,000 based on how elaborate it is. The vehicles are being stolen. If they're used for drug smuggling, it's going to be a while for that person gets it back. So I said everything that needed to be said, and at the time, I didn't realize that one of the heads of the female Republican Party was in the room. We had people representing Ted Cruz. We had people representing other congressmen in the room. And a senator was in the room. Everything that I said resonated with these people. When I got done, I put the microphone down. All the other speakers said what they were going to say. And I started getting flooded with people. They're like, I can't believe you actually said that. And I'm like, well, I'm not a coward. And you know, all of you guys wanted to say it, so I said it. And I knew at that moment that God wanted me to be a voice for each and every one of these farmers and ranchers. And I got home and I told my wife, I said, you know what we need to do? We need to create a foundation and we need to be a voice for every single farmer and rancher in America. And that's when I founded Warriors for Ranchers. We, we designed this logo with the, the guardian angel on top for the simple fact that we are fighting for them on earth like he fought for us in heaven. And we won't stop. Until we get to where we want to go. So I went from there to go into the Texas State Capitol, fighting to push legislation for the state. And then God taps me on the shoulder and says, Mike, I want you to do more. I want you to start fighting for the children. That came after I started going down to the border. So Texas State Capitol, they look at me like a fool. They look me up and down, and they treat me like I'm a non-existent human being who actually helped vote them in office. I realized that how the swamp is not just in Washington, D.C. They looked me up and down and they said, you're wearing these clothes. You have no you're not welcome on our house floor. Well, if you see how I dress now, I have a suit that looks better than Governor Abbott when I walk in the courts. And they told me that I needed credentials, media credentials. Well, I don't just have media credentials. I'm an internationally accredited investigative journalist now.
2: How how the hell do you get that? What do I got well, to go to my Cracker it, Jack it box? costs money. What's that? Oh, it costs money. Well, there it is. It I thought <laughs> I had to go to the back of my Cracker Jack box and send it in like yeah, my, my secret decoder room. It's
4: expensive and you have to put in for it. So I have the vehicle placards. I have the, I have the, uh, my lanyard's actually in my backpack. I just, I just got back from Dallas, so it's in my luggage. But um, I actually had it with me in Dallas. So I wanted to see really what was going on. So the credentials get me access to people's properties that otherwise I couldn't get to. And it also gets me in courtrooms and committees and all these different meetings where I otherwise wouldn't get to. And it also can take me abroad. So before I interviewed with you guys, I was actually interviewing with the country of India. And I'll tell you how that happened here in a minute. So I go down to the border in Del Rio. And I went on to a property that's the historical property in Texas where you guys see the river and you see 150 people to 1,000 people crossing. I broke the story on that with five other conservative medias. I had Anthony Aguero, Ben Berkham for Real American Voice, Will Johnson was with me, and the Oreo Express, all at the same time. That Democratic sheriff did not know what to think when all of us showed up. And... He was only allowed to be on that property in the event that he was catching somebody doing something wrong on the property. That family didn't give them the right to open an entire port in their backyard. So that family saw the video. They called me up and said, Mike, we want to make sure you know you're the only journalist we want on our property. So I have written consent. So when I go down there now, I'm greeted by the DPS and the National Guard, and they're going to try to say, no, you're not welcome here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's this? And then, like, okay, you can pass. So now all these people come to me all across the world wanting to go there. And I'm the one that can get them on the property based on the pass that I have. And we were able to show them that the cartel is on the other side. They kill people on the other side. They murder people on the other side. They, uh, they rape them. And the people coming across were investigating them and were talking to them. And I have a linguist and they're asking the serious questions. Was anybody hurt on the other side? And one of the women from Cuba had a seven-year-old, five-year-old, and a baby in a swaddle. And she goes that the night before she came across, they have a winch cable around a tree with handcuffs on it. And they would pick what they would call the prettiest girl in the bunch. They would cuff her, and they would take turns all night long. Screams were terrible. And she said that she had to take her little kid's ears and get down in the weeds far from this and hide her children so they didn't witness this. This is the stuff that Biden administration is allowing to happen by not shutting our border walls down, by not securing our borders. Our Governor Abbott could be doing the same thing. He could be working a little bit harder. My thoughts are this. If we're only going to put two National Guard in a site where we have people smuggling, why don't we put 10, capture the guy, so he's just not folder-worthy all week long. See, I was told if I go into the water and I handcuff this guy, because I'm not a coward and the thought has crossed my mind, I would be charged for kidnapping. I would be charged for human smuggling. I would be the bad guy for trying to get the bad guy.
2: Well, this is, you know, this is something that bugs me. And I, I don't know. Is the homeless veteran population in Texas vast? I mean, is there a lot of homeless veterans down in Texas?
4: Absolutely. They're all over Austin. And the thing is, I got a job
2: for every single one of them. Let's go ahead and employ them. Let's give them some money. Let's stick them down that freaking border. Let's give them a purpose again. Because you, as well as I know, being a veteran, one of the biggest things you lose when you retire or you get out of the military is you lose your purpose. Um, Losing that purpose, if you. Give somebody that purpose again. If you arm them, stick them in front of a school. If you arm them, stick them on the border. Let me tell you something. You have a lot less, um, I would say, jumpy border crossers that want to come across that border. If Governor Abbott really had any stones on him, that would be something I would think about employing because, holy crap, now you're talking about some guys that actually know how to work a gun, been doing it for a hot minute, and now look, uh, now they're on the border.
4: That thought has crossed my mind. Um, I'm going to show you this picture here. So when you look at this picture, you see the guy in the yellow shirt with the ball cap
2: on. Uh, Pull it back just a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. You got to pull it back because it keeps my green screen. (laughs) Yeah, the green screen. Good. There it is. You're good. Your green screen's good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yep. See the guy in the cap. Yeah. Yep. Yellow shirt with the ball cap. Okay.
4: That's a cartel member. Okay. And I've been as close as eight feet from these guys. And he's obviously not armed, right? But this is the same guy smuggling people back and forth. And he's bringing these people who are paying him $3,000 to $11,000 a head to get to the Texas side. Once he crosses the center of that river, he is on Texas soil. Nobody arrested him. Hmm. I'm standing there with probably six or eight Border Patrol agents. The sheriff is there. Now, keep in mind that day they did have a sting operation taking place. And they had people around that area paying attention to details. And I was told I would be arrested for even being there. I had no idea something like that was happening. But guess who else was there? CNN. Hmm. Why is the left-wing media allowed somewhere I'm not? And so I decided that I was going to start investigating a lot more And now Roger Stone coined me as doing more investigative work on the border than any man alive. I've done the border from Del Rio to McAllen, McAllen to Del Rio, and up above. And now I'm doing it in other states. And so you know we're going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. I will be in Yuma, Arizona as well. So even though we're doing the Reawake America Tour, am I going to see you guys in Phoenix?
3: Maybe we're, we're still debating on Phoenix. We were definitely going to go to Ohio, but turns out our friend's wedding is that weekend. And since Mick's in the wedding, we can't really miss that one. So we might have uh, to go to Phoenix. So yeah, I think Phoenix is, is now on the table. So,
4: well, I um, will see you guys in Phoenix and after the Phoenix,
2: I will be going to Yuma. I can take you to some cool spots in Yuma too. You can. Oh yeah. I used to jump out of planes really high up there. That's really cool. It's a lot of fun. If you like jumping out of perfectly good aircraft, it's a lot of fun to go do that.
4: Any can level. you can you get me some pen drops for Yuma where I need to go?
2: Uh, where where they're crossing the border? That I couldn't tell you. I know where I jumped. I mean, I know where, you know, we jump from right. anywhere between twenty six and forty six thousand feet above the uh, the old uh, U.S. of A. I mean, I know I saw parts of Mexico when I was falling <laughs> at high rates go. of speed.
4: That's wickedly cool. <laughs> wickedly cool. We did Moses State. Lake out in Washington State. So I can tell you, I can tell you what that looks like from up above, just never did over, over Arizona. So Sounds when you like have... We might
3: have to go to Phoenix, because I know Mick has been absolutely desperate to go down to the border just to see what's happening, because, you know, it's, it's so hard to report on something if you don't physically see it. Right. Because we can't trust anything the news media says. Um, you guys
2: want to go with me?
3: Yeah, we I, went I, to, I, uh, I to mean, I used you, to yes. be down
2: in Tucson, used to be down in Sorry Vista for a little bit there in Arizona. Um, and there I've seen those, uh, the secondary, I guess that you call them the tertiary checkpoints before you're actually in Arizona, t- same type of thing. I know it exists down there. I've seen them. I've driven through them. I always thought it was crazy cause they pull me over and I would always laugh at the guys and it wasn't like out of spite or anything, but I'd always say, Hey, my grandmother was born in Mexico city. Um, that was like 80 something, 90 something years ago, but my grandmother was born in Mexico city. I'm like Irish, like more Irish than you've ever seen, but my brother got into a, degree program at Michigan state on a full Hispanic back ride. I mean, he went on a full Hispanic ride to Michigan state. Um, he was a six foot white dude with red hair and he had to go to four Latino events a year and man, he did it and it was hysterical, but it was just like, I always just thought it was crazy because I'd get pulled over and I'd watch like a pickup full of, what I would consider probably undocumented and illegal, they wouldn't get pulled over. Of course, this was during Obama's term, but they wouldn't get pulled over. But I would get pulled over, and I was like, "Come on, guys, really? I mean, I get it. You got to pull over so many, you know, derelict white guys, and I'm one of them. And I just happen to be in the military, so you know, I'm going to put up with it. But seriously, you're not pulling over that pickup truck with the dudes hanging off the side of the pickup. You're not going to pull them over, but you're going to pull me over. I'm like, this is where it gets a little weird. You know, it's like, okay, I get it."
3: It seems like they're welcoming them into our country.
4: You said it right there. That's exactly what they're doing. They're welcoming them in. The Biden administration stole the first election. We all know that. Absolutely. Now they're trying to buy it. And that's through the infrastructure bill. And I think your hubby said it the best when he made the comment, we have military veterans that can't even get a clean shower. And yet we have illegal immigrants who are looking at four hundred fifty thousand dollars
2: per person coming across the border. Especially if you're if you were split up, you're you're looking at even more. You're looking closer to a million dollars if you were split from your family. According to that new infrastructure bill, um, uh, or the Build Back Worse program, if you are were split from your family under Trump, you're looking closer to a million dollars that you're going to get from the U.S. government. Where where I, my first question is why? Second question is where Why so much where are we getting the money from because I'm they're, sorry they're we it. exactly we're they're watching we're watching inflation jump through the roof I mean I'm getting yelled at by my father-in-law because uh, one of the things we just bought a new house and one of the things on the new house that I I kind of scoffed at um, was like look I can charge you the whole amount of the house for the brand new roof, because they try to tell us that the roof was three years old. Literally the roof is not three years old. Having done roofing for a little bit, I know that it's not three years old. And um, I was like, you can, you can buy the new roof. I said in the new roof with the other thing that I want fixed, I said, you're looking at close to a hundred thousand dollars. And my father-in-law is like, going nuts. He's like, how is it a hundred thousand dollars? I had my whole house done. It was $22,000. And I was like, okay, you had your whole house done a year ago. I said, within the last year, there's been a 70% markup on prices across the board. I said, right now, I said, I had a guy quote me already, how much it's going to cost me just to do my roof 60 grand to get my roof done. For a 30 year roof, asphalt shingle roof, 60 grand. I'm like, there is no way in absolute hell that you are going to get anything done right now, especially because my other job of my two jobs, I'm a firefighter on one of them. My other job, I put up garage doors and like last year, I could have sold you a garage door, a brand new 16 foot by seven foot tall garage door for $1,200. That's labor included. That's materials and everything labor included, removing your old door, putting in a brand new door. I just sold a lady uh, one just the other day for over four grand. And it's nothing special. It's a standard garage door. And the reason that it's so damn, because people say, oh, well, inflation isn't that bad. You want to make a bet? Go out to any one of these service industries that actually do work. They will tell you that the prices have become absolutely astronomical, ridiculous. I've had a guy call me now like five times. He's like, look, I need you to just fix the door. I don't care what you have to do. Just fix the door. Okay, I'll fix your door. But he also knows that that, uh, there's only so much more I can do before he's going to have to drop four grand to fix his own garage door. Right. And crazy. You know,
3: it's
2: And it goes back to inflation. It
3: does, but really it goes a lot of it too is is labor, you know, people don't want to go back to work and I think that's part of the reason why they are welcoming all these people across the border. It's it's a it's a replacement thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um I mean our our people are dying right, left and sideways from the jab. We all know that. Um, who's going to take up their jobs as it is. I used to run a hotel and no one wanted to work. No one wants to push an 80 pound cart from room to room and clean 15, 20 rooms in an eight hour period or a 10 hour period. It is brutal, hard work. And Americans are really just too lazy to do it for the most part. Um, Mm -hmm. to, to be honest, I mean, I, I learned to speak Spanish because it was the only way that I could communicate with my housekeepers. Um, right. I appreciate their work ethic. I have no problem with them coming here to work. I do have a problem with them coming here, bringing drugs with them, committing crimes and not working and getting paid $450,000 by the government to vote because that's what it is, right? right? They're getting paid to come over here and vote, not coming over here and working.
2: And I I think to boot, something else that you said that I thought was uh, right on the right on on par with everything else everybody else has talked about. And I I think it's really important that people, and I don't know how much of this you guys, I don't, how much of this is talked about in Texas. One of the big things I noticed was, uh, the last census, right? You guys walked out of in Texas, uh, which I found this one, this one just absolutely blew my absolute gourd because when I saw the numbers come out from this last census, you guys only picked up how many seats in the house. Well, not,
4: not many. They're, what they're trying to do is uh, redistrict all of Texas for blue. I mean, that's what's happening right now. Correct. And every single, every single district, they're trying to pull for more blue. And it's, it's a big fight right now.
2: I, well, the thing that we read, well, the one big thing that I read was that you guys picked up only two seats in the house, which I was right. like, wow, that's like the biggest state in America.
3: And everyone wants to move there. And everyone has moved there. Half of California has moved to Texas.
2: And you mean to tell me that you guys only picked up two seats. I I find that very, very, very hard to believe. Well, then
4: we have a lot of rhinos in this state and it's time to flush them out. And we're about to do that. We've got some great candidates. Uh, Bianca Gracias just announced her run for the Texas Senate. And I want you guys to know she has my full support and I will back her and fight for her all the way through. And to be honest, I wouldn't have a platform if she wasn't the first person to help me blow the whistle. Because um, I was, it was her podcast reaching out to her Latinos for America First movement. And she said, you guys have to hear this guy's story. And it moved through her and all of her channels and friends. Dang right, I'm going to back her. We've got great people running for Texas State Land Commissioner. Land Commissioner is going to get the border done. We have uh, oh. Weston Martinez running for Texas State Land Commissioner. And Victor Avila just announced his run for Texas State Land Commissioner as well. And... All these people are pushing. Now, I have privately endorsed and, and publicly endorsed Weston Martinez. And Weston has an infrastructure background. I love Weston. And uh, I'm great friends with Victor, too. And that's a hard spot when you're friends with everyone and the good guys are all running. But either way, those are two great people. And Weston was my pick because Weston was the person I endorsed. Yep. Folks, uh,
2: listen to what he's saying. He's staying local. He's starting local. Listen to the the, the positions he's talking about. He's not talking about federally elected positions. He is talking about local Texas... Uh, land commissioners this is where we have to start we cannot start this right. at the governor at the senate level i mean don't get me wrong i'd love to win some of those seats back but we have to be real about what our goals are here we have to start locally we just had the greatest civic civics lesson ever with the pandemic or the plandemic or however right. you want to talk about it we Planned just found them, out yeah. how many go- how much power a governor actually has think about this you're starting a guy at Land commissioner, what's his next step after that? Probably a state senator. What's his next step after that? Probably the governor. If he's got true America first ideals, he's going to continue to move forward. He's not going to sit in the same position for year after year after year like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, or any one of the other swamp creatures out there.
4: Right, and you're starting to see more local citizens wanting to take those positions, right? How many moms have you seen say, hey, I'm running for school board? Or how many people— this is General Flynn's coin phrase: um, "Local action makes a national impact, right? And so we have to work at the local level. And so if he's leading us in this in Three this Awake America tour, then Dad Gumman, I'm going to be listening to him. So local action makes a national impact. So we are all working at the local level under his guidance, right? Because he's guiding us all. And we are talking to all the local officials. Now, we're Texas. We have Ohio. We have Kansas. We have Oklahoma. All those states, they need to do the same thing. Think about this. If your audience starts resonating at the local level and every single person that represents the United States works at the local level, we will have one hell of a national impact.
2: I mean, just look at who we're. We've already endorsed Candace Taylor, Cordy Williams, uh, Doctor Cordy Williams. We, uh, Doctor Candace Taylor. We uh, endorsed Doctor Sherwood. Sherwood. We've, uh, if we know that you're an America First candidate, you come on here and we don't. We don't pull any punches. We've drawn them all on. We've brought them all on. I've asked them straight up. Yep, Rob Canterbury, another one. Uh, Running
3: for Maricopa County Board of Supervisors.
2: Yep if they want to come on our show and we will ask them the tough questions up front. I ask them right off the big one. The big one that I always ask is, uh, guns, babies. And, uh, I hate to steal God. it from Candace Taylor. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus guns and babies. So that's, those are the big three. Yeah. Those are the yeah, big three.
4: My, my big threes are my big three is similar. I say, are you a man of God? Yes. Are you doing this for we, the people? Yes. And I go, are you going to ask them the damn phone when they call? Yes. Okay. Well you got my vote. So, <laughs> The, the the thing is, it's true. Are they going to answer the phone? Because it, the, I want to put put it out there, they have to be pro Second Amendment. I've got I've got a safe right here, just loaded with my favorite babies in here. My house has a gun in every single room because, yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, if we're gonna play like that, you should see what I got in here. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. It's not
2: a dick measuring contest.
4: (laughs) I was ready for corny. He's Irish. (laughs) Oh goodness! Oh goodness! Well, one of mine's put away because I had people at the house. I just didn't want it sitting out. But usually when I do an interview, I'm prepared. But uh, actually. I've got that's how Cordy caught me. That's
2: how uh, <laughs> Dr. Cordy. We first brought him on. I brought him up. I asked him the question about guns. I asked him the three big asked him about Jesus asked him about guns, asked him about babies. And when he talked about Jesus, he's like, well, I think you already know that because we had met him down in Tampa and then guns. He just whips out a gun out of his back. I was like, oh, son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> caught me short.
3: Oh, uh, here we go. And well, now, comes. now we're in a dick measuring. Now contest.
2: we're in the, uh, my favorite arena. Penis measuring. If he pulls out a Barrett, I'm going to be just really impressed. <laughs>
4: All right. ain't
2: well, hey, a Barrett, but okay. I, it's close enough. Hello to my little friend. Yeah. We can't see him, but uh, oh, yeah. Oh there he well, is. Yeah, there yep. you go. Nice. Right. Yep. Say hello to my little bit bigger friend. <laughs> yep. Yeah, see? Yeah, we got a plenty of those.
3: Yeah, we got a few of those, too. Because yeah. we like our guns here in Georgia.
4: That one's actually really fun, believe it or not.
3: I, I do yeah. believe it. I, I have do one, actually, it. so I get to play so, with that again. Do you know why
4: I love the second one I showed you?
3: Hmm. That is
4: an AR-15-22. So, do Ask me why I bought that. Is because you can get bajillion twenty-two rounds. Yep. Yes. And so five-five-six was
2: getting difficult, and I was like, <sighs> "It's like $2 I want I want a twenty-two
3: $2 a round. Literally two dollars a round for five-five-six. Actually, six. it's like $2.80 a round
2: right two dollars and eighty cents around Or
3: two-two-three. They're yeah. both ridiculous.
4: And this thing is AR chambered. I mean, just look at this dude. Yeah, but it's is got that. 20- not
2: wicked? Yeah. Pretty it's sweet, working. yeah. Not only that, you can make some really badass cans. I'll teach you about that later offline <laughs> when we're not talking on something that's recorded and needs so to So I'm actually
4: way. friends with Texas Silencer Company, so I know exactly what you're
2: yeah. talking <laughs> about.
4: Excellent. <laughs> Let All me right. show you this because I have one that you haven't seen. Watch this. Oh, <laughs> okay. here we go,
2: folks. You're getting an education lesson on firearms, if you were wondering tonight. I, I, we do try to educate all the time on this show. I mean, just we so have been aware. accused
3: of being an educational show. We on,
2: have, on, which was crazy. Which is crazy. You talk Second Amendment rights. You guys didn't know who you were bringing on. No,
3: no. No, we, no. We, we were we, quite we aware. Had a very, it's all good. We had a very good idea. We, we love the, the two-way.
4: All right. All right. So this one, this one's my long-range baby, okay?
2: Oh, yeah. that's That's got a, is that a, yeah, you got a night scope and a, oh, yes, yeah. that's a ATN. Yeah.
4: So look at the size of that the scope costs more than the weapon.
2: I bet oh, it did. Oh yeah,
3: that's a nine hundred dollar scope right there.
2: Uh, a little more than that. Yeah, yeah it's mean. actually like 1300 dollars. That's not. a Yeah, cheap, I was, not I a was cheap thinking
3: scope. pre-inflation prices. My bad. Be- the this, last time I bought you one. Yep. My bad. This is
4: integrally suppressed yep. from the barrel to the action. Yep. This is a PC nine carbine made by Texas Silencer Company. That's a nice gun. Yes, it sounds like a pellet rifle every time you shoot it. Yeah. And it's a nine millimeter. Oh.
2: That's really cool. <laughs> I okay. Like
4: I have verified my size. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not about to do that.
2: Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you couldn't see it. We don't have a laser microscope here that's hooked up to the camera. So.
4: so I fight for second amendment rights in the state of Texas. And I fought for second amendment rights when the bill changed for those people that have broke the law that don't deserve to get a weapon again because they use it the wrong way. The way the wording was changed, it needed to be supported. I supported it. And now we have constitutional carry in Texas.
3: That's excellent because that we, we really want constitutional carry here in Georgia. By um, far. Because yeah. it's, I mean, well, not that, have, not that anyone in Georgia Well, to have crime in Georgia is absolutely
4: anyway. insane. I get a person, I have friends in Georgia that report to me daily. Oh, yeah. I, and yeah. He,
3: But here's the thing about, especially here where we are in Savannah,
4: the crime uh-huh.
3: rate hasn't changed, to be quite right. honest. The crime rate in Savannah has not changed since the early 90s when we had horrible gangs and people being shot in the street every single day. That still happens they just covered it up better for the last 30 years or so. Now that's starting to come Yeah, it sounds like your child light.
4: protection agency in Georgia's corrupt. Oh, everything's You're corrupt. About Pretty kids sure being that is. Uh, almost almost stuff. positive
2: that uh, is. no. All
3: right. So CPS anywhere and don't get me started on this one cuz this is a big one for me, but CPS everywhere is corrupt. That is right, the right. I mean that's just the flow through of kids into child trafficking, right? That's that's right. really what it is. That's why they make adoption so difficult and abortion so easy is because any they they want the quote unquote unwanted children to be able to be sold into human trafficking, into sex slavery. That's right. that's really what it is. So CPS is horrible. Um, if they made abortion harder and adoption easier, we would eliminate a lot of the child trafficking here in this country.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. I hear you. So, yes, I am pro Second Amendment rights for sure. And my organization's grown nationwide and now international. And I'm going to tell you guys why. Is I endorse Neil Patel for U.S. Senate in Ohio. Cordy Williams was there with me. And Neil is an immigrant that came to our country the right way. Mm -hmm. He also is a Christian. He wants to put religion back in schools K through 12. And he believes that, you know, just like we do, the foundation of a child is extremely important. That is what school is about. It's not about hanging a rainbow up in my kid's classroom and telling us that you like women when you're a woman. That stuff has no place in school. My teacher, when I was a kid, didn't tell me that her husband was great in bed. They just don't talk about these things. You know, now they're bringing books into the classroom that teach little kids how to masturbate. Why does a kid that's like, you know, barely learning to walk need to learn how to do things like that with illustrated books and they want to bring drag queens into the school to do this? I know this has nothing to do with the border, but man, you want to talk about a place I'd like to rip on? It's that right there. Kids don't need this. We need a foundation of young Americans, young conservatives, kids that care about God and country that will grow up to be successful men and women in business, sex, six, successful men and women in our community, people that want to do good. But what we are, what we are spawning is all these kids that color their hair. They wear Gothic clothes. They watch porn. They believe, you know, boys and boys and girls and girls, and will never have babies. Cause that just doesn't work out. and, It just makes me sick that that's where we're at now facebook is now doing meta and then when you watch the commercials it's solid drag queen display and yet he's going to censor us but he lets that crap go on on the web
2: this this is uh this just goes back to what uh the defector the kgb defector from the 70s Yuri yuri brishnikov said he said look it takes 20 30 years But it starts at schools. That's how we start it. That's how we get the United States to fight within within their own. They started brainwashing kids back in the day in the seventies in school. They took over all the teachers' unions, all the educational platforms. So that way kids are being taught this now in school. And it's okay according to what everybody's saying because nobody stood up over time to say, No, you shouldn't be teaching my kids. I mean We're getting, we have uh, our oldest son. He's a freshman right now in high school. And we're basically prepping him to go to college. Like, look, you're going to go to college and you're going to hear a bunch of crap that you do not agree with. And although I really want you to speak out, I also want you to graduate with a degree. So you got to kind of really pick your battles as to what battles you're, what hill you're willing to die on. And it's sad that you have to have a conversation with a child at that age who, does believe like my son does um, and has been brought up by two very right leaning parents. And And
3: shoots in 92.
2: Yeah. He's, you know, he is a conservative at heart and he's got to go to school now and he's going to have to deal with these kids that have absolutely no idea what the wrong side of their crib smells like because they were never put on it. They have no idea what that means. They have no idea what it means to serve a hard day. My kid's done more labor than most kids out there uh, because I require him to, I make him do it. No, you're going to get your butt out of bed this morning and go to work. You're not going to sit on your ass. You're not going to sleep all day. Nope. Get mm-hmm. up and go, go earn a dime. Oh, you want something special? Go, go make the money for it. But yep.
3: Yeah. We're all about making uh, you know, You said something like you said it. um, this wasn't connected to the border, and yet everything is connected, right? Everything is is connected because when it comes down to it, this is ultimately a battle between good and evil. And every little aspect of how they're trying to destroy our society all ties into each other, right? I mean, again, everything is connected. They're bringing people in. They're welcoming people in over the border to replace us, to replace our vote, um, to replace our labor, that that's that's what they want. Um, the same time, they're destroying our kids, they're destroying our families because for the same reason, to replace right. us, right? They they want our kids to vote the same way that they do, not the way that, that we're trying to teach them. And they don't want our kids to have kids. Uh, that's why they're either trying to turn them gay or just re- completely eliminate any possible fertility for them in the future with vaccines and medications and whatever else it is. So everything is connected. They're trying to destroy our, enti- our society entirely and uh, bring in people they think are more malleable.
2: And that's where I was going with the whole, um, your, your census And where you guys picked up only two seats, when in all actuality, you probably should have picked up closer to four to, from what I understand, it was four to eight seats is what you were actually supposed to pick up. How much would that change, you know, Texas? Um, Congressionally, if you think about it, you add eight seats in Texas. uh, Now, congressionally, we might actually have the upper hand in the house right now because it was so tight going out of or coming out of 2020. They didn't have that big of a lead coming out of 2020. Um, So we might actually have the upper hand in Congress right now. We might've actually been able to stop some of this stuff that's been going on and start some of the things like the voter election stuff, looking into the election stuff that so many people are trying to stop. And I think what we've seen though, one of the things I, I hate to always bring up the bad stuff, but there is, a sunny side on this because there are seven states now that have come forward and they have locked up their voter stuff. Their voter rolls will not be destroyed in 2022. Their voter rolls now are locked up in court and they will not be destroyed until the court says, Hey, we'll destroy it then. Um, So there are some good things that have come out of this. Not all of it's bad, but there are still a lot of people that are pushing against looking into the voter fraud, looking into what took place in, I mean, Texas, I, I got it. Trump won Texas, but I'm sorry. I'm sure there was still fraud that was committed in Texas. What level of oh, fraud sure. was done? That's what we've got to find out. What level of fraud was done in Georgia? Uh, what level of fraud was done in Florida? Even we've got to start looking at all this stuff. These, they're not just, they're putting them on planes. These illegals that are coming across the border and flying them to red states and at first i thought they were doing it to back up their voter rolls for this exact thing just in case we did do a very detailed um i've exposed
4: that at the ngos i've actually been there while they're doing it and asked them where are you going i'm going to florida i'm going to kansas i'm going to texas i'm going to dallas these people that's never been to america they're coming to a red state near you and you can thank the ngos Catholic Charities, Bethany Charities, all these places. Why in the hell is our federal government relying on an NGO so much that they're sending a multi-billion dollars to send them to these things? It's because it's a corrupt system Plausible and these people are working with them. What's that?
3: Plausible deniability. That they yes. don't they don't get they, they can't take the credit for them if uh, they can blame it on the church.
2: And we can't track Absolutely. them because, well, it was the church that did it and they're a non-profit or a not-for-profit and we don't have to track them.
4: Absolutely. And they are. They're moving them everywhere. These detention centers, you know, these kids are being recycled that I was talking about in my speech where they are dropping them over the border wall. Families are picking them up. They're going, hey, we're a family. Then those kids get ditched and those kids go into the detention facility. They know their way around. They've been there before. And that's really sad how they're exploiting these children. Another part of my network that I want to build within Warriors for Ranchers is this. I am starting to communicate with the people of Mexico about all the children that are being kidnapped. And what I want to do is create a database software with my friends from Enos and people who develop develop apps where I can take a picture of that child's face and hopefully it runs against the database and can come up positive as a child that's been smuggled into our country and bust that sucker right there.
2: That would, and you know what? There's a couple companies out there. Raytheon. <clears throat> I didn't mention your, Raytheon. I mean, Raytheon. I, I'm sorry. Did I say it three times? <laughs> I did. So Raytheon, if you really wanted to show that you're a conservative company and not some uh, defense hoarding industry company, you can come out with a couple of those systems that we've used downrange that actually track fingerprints, iris scans, the whole bit that we were using against the Afghans since now that war is over, uh, because you know Joe did a horrible job of pulling us out of there. You can go and maybe support Warriors for Ranchers and let them get some, get some of that technology so they can start scanning these kids. We can start collecting fingerprints, creating these databases where these kids now can be tracked because the second, third time they come in at that point, I'm sorry, you got to find out where they started at in Mexico. And the only way the Mexican authorities are going to find out about it is if we share a little bit of that information. And that was something Trump was doing that a lot of people were not aware of. A lot of people were not aware of the crosstalk Trump was doing across the border back into Mexico to help the Mexicans bolster their own, um, authority figure within Mexico, helping, stopping it from that side of the border before it even became a border issue. And there's a lot of people that were not aware of that.
4: And Trump, Trump built confidence in these other countries, didn't he? He built relationships. He built reliances and he built support systems for them. And ever since Biden has been in office, he's done nothing short of just taking out revenge on everything Trump's done. It's all it's been. It's been a a revenge seeking executive order writing administration because he didn't want the wall. So now they're tearing it down in places. He didn't want the wall. So he started shutting off this equipment. You're talking about the smart towers that are on the border. They turn the lights off and they turn the technology off. Yep. That is like saying, Hey, let's let kids run around in the backyard with weapons and scissors and it's Okay. Nobody's supervising that. And that's exactly what he's doing on the border. He's allowing them to come over our border with drugs, sex trafficking, cartels. The cartels are stashing weapons on our side. What did they do in the Middle East when we were over there? They put a stockpile of weapons on our side. So when it was time to strike, they were ready. We are finding that on our side of Texas. Guys, the chopped up, mutilated, murdered bodies, I could show them on your podcast, but you'd probably get taken down really quick is I have tons of that on my phone. The crime labs of Mexico send it to me. I have raw murder on my phone that I'm getting from informants that worked with the cartel that actually show the the journalist on his knees when he was executed. You guys can actually see that one if you guys watch Owen Schroyer's Infowars. We played it and he blurred the face out. Within 24 hours of that video being played, my life was threatened by the cartel at my house. And that's when they put a $1.5 million bounty on my head because the two cartel members faces that we put on national TV happened to be the leaders and they didn't want their face to be seen. So their way of intimidating me or trying is calling and saying, hey, we're going to do this and this and this and hurt your family. So I give that over to the Texas Rangers and they just tell me to send them an email. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. An email. You guys aren't going to do any kind of risk assessment for my family. We've now had five different phone calls, five different threats of multiple different things. We've been called from Mexico City. We've been called from Houston. We've been called from France. We've been called from Laredo. We've even been called from a phone number in Dallas. I've given the phone number from Laredo just last week to, or the week before last, to a narcs agent in Laredo. And that phone number is connected to the CDN cartel. That same phone number has made death threats on multiple people that I know. So this is after putting one video on national TV. It's, it's not a fun place to be, but all it does is put gas on my fire. I'm sick and tired of what's happening. I formed Warriors for Ranchers to put a stop to it, and I'm honored to have been here on the Patriot Party podcast because with all of us working together, we are making a ripple that's going to turn into a tidal wave, and when that wave hits the shore, it's not carrying sharks. It's dropping off lions.
2: And and folks, again, uh, I've been playing it, been running the the bottom uh, ticker there. Uh, you can go to, uh, at warriors for ranchers at Venmo. You can donate there. You can also go to their website, which is, uh, warriors for com, or you can send them an email warriors for ranchers at gmail.com. If you've got an idea, I bet Mike would be willing to, uh, listen to your idea and possibly make your idea practical. We got a lot of listeners in Texas. So, uh, Texas folks, if you're looking to help out, you can probably, I guarantee you, you probably take volunteers, don't you? You probably volunteer work. I do. I, I
4: have people volunteers that are wanting to help and I want to reach out and say this if you're a business owner And you sell clothing or you have a business where I could sell some shirts I will share uh, a percentage of the profits for your business and the rest of the proceeds will go to my organization And that way it's a win-win you guys make some money selling the clothes and we make money for our donation If you guys want to collect donations at your business and send them to warriors for ranchers, we can send you guys a um, Alexa and box to put on your counters we need more donations for operational expenses. I have personally invested $35,000 this year in going to the border, working to uncover this, spending money to travel, to get the word and the message spread. And now we're fixing people's properties and we're actually rescuing sexual uh, trafficked victims, and which one we just put in a, uh, a, a protective shelter. And so... If the enemy's going to win with lots of money, then we need to have good amounts of money to be able to fight the good fight as well. So I ask your people to give your best. This money's going to be used for equipment, travel to the border, and to be able to get to the areas where people need it. I know the folks in Yuma, Arizona, have asked me multiple times to come. Our tour is going to San Diego. I've got two border agents that work the San Diego border who want to take me down there to show me the areas where that's taking place. Just in Yuma, Arizona, though, two of my friends that are journalists had a cartel coyote grab his weapon and told him if they didn't put their phones down that he would kill them. So it's extremely dangerous out there, and I want every single person to know that you don't just go to the border. You go vested to the border. I mean, this is my vest right here, and this is, this is uh, class 4 plate armor. It weighs probably about 50 pounds. I sweat like crazy when I wear that thing, but the fact is my torso is protected. This isn't a place just to go for fun You don't just go to the border and go Hey, I want to take my family And show them all the people crossing Folks, they are shooting across the border They are murdering across the border They are chopping people up across the border And they are apprehending And kidnapping people at the border Especially young children So I highly advise you guys This is not something I do for a hobby I'm doing this because Our freedoms as Americans are at stake right now And if we don't stand up and rise up then our freedoms are going to be taken away and we're going to be standing in bread lines and we're going to be begging for the things that are free right now.
3: Nothing is free, especially freedom. That's right. There's, there's never a
4: free lunch. Always a price for that. Yeah. So, Hey, if you you guys know what I mean, the things that are available to us now, if
2: you send us those t-shirts or send us a link for those t-shirts, we'll definitely publicize it here. We'll put it out here. Uh, we'll push it out and I'm not even, well, I don't even care if we get any money for it. It's not about that. It's about making money for this cause. And I think this is a great cause. And I think the ranchers out there, what, what's been the response from the ranchers? What have you gotten from the ranchers?
4: Tons. So, so quite a few ranchers have given me access to the property to do investigative work. And so when that takes place, things like this happen. So when I get a chance to go, I'm able to collect data, right? So here I've got the tons of the bracelets that they wear when they cross, Right. So then you've got the medicine and drugs that they're giving the young kids. See? Mm -hmm. And they give them Zoloft and things like to knock them out. The bus passes that they're giving them in Mexico.
2: To get them uh, around. Yep.
4: Yep. How about this? They change their ID when they get to Texas and they change all their SIM cards. Hmm. Thousands of these folks. Okay. Then they don't want you to know what's on their phone. So they destroy them like this. That would be a cell phone completely bashed up. Yep. Right. And then these are the cell phones I collect that aren't bashed up. And Hmm. so they throw out every cell phone they got because our government gives them a new one. And then just some personal effects, pictures of a lady and a child that my friend David found. And then just like dog tags and personal effects. They don't want people to know who they are. Mm -hmm. So they're throwing their passports, their airline tickets and all that stuff down I collect this stuff, sanitize it. I've got tons of evidence bins, and uh, I'm connecting the dots, and it takes somebody to connect the dots to really get to the, and, and these dots, trust me, they're leading me to places.
2: You know what the sad part is, too, on those cards, those remnant cards of those uh, SIM cards that you have, where they actually had the little SIM card in there, there's a little number in there, it's called an IMEI number. That IMEI number is synonymous with that little card, wherever that card's plugged into, whatever phone it goes into, there's a way here in this country that we can track exactly where that phone is, where that IMEI number is, where that card is, and what tower it's pinging from, and you can get a, almost a 10-digit grid on the ground to where that phone is and the sad part is they're not allowing our government to use it because obviously joe biden will not allow that to happen because now we're taking away from his next voter populace that might be coming you know coming in to support him in the next time he runs which is but even can scary, you help scarier. me
4: get that ime number in location you know what i would love to do is see like a christmas light display of where everybody's at
2: they they, they well, that's the cool part, it, but you got to have the program. You got to have all the connections. And it, there's a, especially because they're foreign phones, even if they're on US soil, if it's a foreign phone, it shouldn't, our Constitution does not provide them any constitutional authority to a right to privacy at that point. They're still not given that right to privacy. Yes, we must assume that it's being used by an American. However, with a foreign IMEI number and a foreign P- SIM card PIN number, like what you have, those little cards there, the IMEI number's listed on there. Um, that should have enough right there that our government can actually look and see where that phone is pinging off of any tower. And it's just uh, another one of those things. Got that... any
3: active special forces friends?
2: I do, actually. Well, then? Well, I don't know if they're allowed to do that. That would be, now you're really calling in illegal shit. <laughs> We don't talk about that on this podcast, hon. Yes, we, we get people do. in trouble all the time. And I know we do. <laughs> Either way. I know. I know people.
3: <laughs> there you go.
2: Hey, you so know me see, now too. So we just
3: we just lead you in, in the right direction. That's all. Um,
4: Perfect.
2: Because
3: there's there's things where.
2: But there's also police agencies that can do that. Yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Not saying anything. But anyway, they just I'm, have to I'm be connected willing.
4: I'm to those agencies too. So those I I do. I have some of those agencies too.
2: So. It, I mean, again, folks, this is a great – another one of those causes that we told you. We're, not, we're only going to bring Patriots on here that we want to support. Uh, we heard about them uh, – we heard about you actually the first time down in Tampa, I believe, was the first time we, we heard about your group and another group. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other guy's group. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember a- him. Angel Warriors. Yeah. I got that coming was doing, too. He was yep. doing the one in Arizona though, I believe. Um, but uh, just another – Are you guys group.
4: talking about Tim Foley?
2: Yes. Border Force
4: Recon. Tim's awesome. They made the movie Cartel Land.
2: Yep. But I'm supposed to be supposed to
4: be promoting my film coming up. Oh, oh, please go ahead, please do. Yes, Rise TV is um, doing a documentary based on the true story of my life.
3: Well, we have Rise TV now. Not we're we're not on it yet, but awesome. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So Lady
4: Liberty, Nicole McCaw is my producer. Uh, Brian Faw is my director. Jimmy's my cinematographer, and Dom is my sound guy. And you guys saw Dom and Joel at the booth. Yep. And we are putting together what will be one of the most amazing documentaries on the fight for the border and child sex trafficking. The amount of people that's come forward, the amount of data that we have at this point is astronomical.
2: What's, what's, and what's the name of it again?
4: Rise TV. Miller, it's Rise TV, but my documentary is going to be called Miller Time.
2: All right. I'm just getting yes, a, a scroll for it worked up right now.
4: Yep, it's called Miller time. And Miller Time is gonna be it's gonna be a hard pill to swallow. It's gonna definitely be a red pill. And the fact is, is uh people don't like to see the truth when it hurts, but we're gonna show the truth when it hurts. Because all these things that we have feared in Mexico are now taking place here in the United States. And I actually have video of it.
2: And when it, I took
4: I took his glory down to the border, yep. We actually have thermal imaging of a dead body on the Mexican side of the border right on the Rio Grande where they have cartel members standing guard at 3 a.m. in the morning. And I have thermal imaging of them after they terminated the person. And when they're bringing uh, cuffed individuals up on the the Texas side from Mexico – it's going to be raw. It's going to be real. You are going to feel it, see it, and hopefully want to make a change.
2: Now, are these like coyotes that they're? Are they are they trying to make their point to the people that they're, they're bringing across the border? They're trying to threaten them, like, "Look, if you come against us, this is what's going to happen to you." Type thing. Like they always kill one in every bunch. That's what I was always told.
4: Right. I, I don't think they're coyotes. I in this particular instance, I don't think they were just coyotes. I think that this was actually the cartel members. Mm-hmm. They were they were hiding in the trees, and so the national guard wasn't even aware of this taking place until I actually got the footage of it and was able to say, Hey fellas, you don't want to get any closer because through my thermal, we were pretty able, pretty much able to, to make out. It was an AK because I had it on white hot. Mm -hmm. And as you know, anything that's cold turns up black. Yep. And that weapon was laid across a lighter color on his body. Mm -hmm. And you could almost make out the entire shape and where everything was.
2: So they were well-armed, well-stacked, um, Obviously, fully kitted out. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I've seen some of the pictures. I saw the ones like the guys in the houses that are right across the border where they got the pictures um, over the back fence, and you could see them walking around in equipment that I wore not more than four or five years ago when I was still active duty in the military. I mean, stuff I was wearing. I was like, uh, yeah, you're not even supposed to. We're supposed to have like four to eight years better equipment than any other army out there. And these guys are walking around and stuff better than what we had. I was like, Holy yeah, well, crap.
3: we probably gave it to them.
2: Probably.
4: There's actually evidence of the cartel buying their gear on eBay.
3: See uh, what I tell you. We gave it to the them. same,
4: the same exact gear that you and I wore in service. They can buy it on eBay.
2: That's a, that's a scary thought.
3: Well, think about it. When you retired, you had a list of stuff that you had to return. Anything else we that's got true. to keep.
2: right well i still have it though because i'm weird well i know
3: you still have it but that's what i'm saying right that the list of of items that you have to return isn't even close to all of the items that you get especially if you spent 20 or 21 years in service like mick did so you know we still have boxes and boxes of army gear around here um i could definitely see someone selling that on ebay so that's uh that's a scary thing um so uh, what else do you have coming up, Mike? Where can people find you? Um, do you have social media where can, besides what we have up on, on the scroll here with right. your So they can go website?
4: to, um, W ranchers at W ranchers on Twitter. Okay. Not that I want to support that platform, but I'm on there. And I think I've been at the same very low amount of followers ever since, because I said Joe in the hoe online, uh, they, they, they banished me right away. Um, uh, shadow banned me right away when I started bashing. I I wanted to be the guy since Trump didn't have any more mean tweets, I wanted to be supportive of him.
3: <laughs> I love mean tweets. I I miss the mean tweets. I wish I could have uh wake up every morning to a mean tweet and then go, you know, put $30 worth of gas in my car to fill it all the way up. Um that would yeah. be fantastic. So, yeah. It would.
4: It would because right now gas prices are even high here in Texas where they were the lowest. Um You can find me at Warriors for Ranchers on Facebook. My podcast, which will be streaming live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time tonight, will be um, Warriors for America inside my Warriors for Ranchers page. And I did that because I didn't want my podcast to be found so easy by those that want to shadow ban it. Because I also have a Warriors for America page on Facebook that will not grow because they know it's a patriot movement. Um, People can find me in Oklahoma next week. I will be endorsing Jackson Lawmeyer and Mark Sherwood at the make America free event. Again, I'll be speaking there, endorsing my great friend. And then I will be in Phoenix. I will be in San San Diego. I will be in Redmond uh, speaking with the Rio Wake America tour. And, um, I hope to see you guys again because it's folks like you that are making America great.
2: Well, we, we appreciate it. We really do. Honestly,
3: we just, we like to talk, we talk a lot and, um, And we don't know how to shut up. It's really, it's people like you that are making America great, Mike, you know, that are on the ground actively working to try and fix what's wrong with this country right now. So I can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on and appreciate the work that you're doing down there because people need to know, people need to know what it's really like on the border. It's, um, we can hear
2: about it all day on the news, but until you see or or not, especially down with today, especially or not. But, uh, when you see it and you hear it from somebody that actually lives down there and is living it, it completely changes everything and that's why i said i one of these days i definitely have to get down there just to i just want to see it i just want to say that i walked around i saw it i saw what was going on i think it's ridiculous i don't know why um we're letting this happen but for me to speak about it i'm so uh disjointed from where it's actually happening it'd be like me talking about what's going on in Afghanistan right now i can't really talk about that either so you'll have that going those big jobs that's what i heard i hear you so we appreciate having you on. Let us know if there's anything else we can do for you in the future. And I'm serious about t-shirts. If you find out who's going to push those t-shirts, send us an email and I will push it out here and we'll make sure our people know about it. Cause I know we got a lot of, you got a lot of patriots around America today. They're, they're coming up. We're getting bigger and bigger and the movement More just keeps rolling forward. people are waking up by yep. the
3: day and it's, it's things like this, things like the things you're doing, that's yep. helping wake people up because um, again, the border, the crisis at the border affects everybody not just the border states when they are taking these people and putting them on planes and sending them to everywhere else um they're they're coming to a city near you real soon
4: absolutely and i want to i want to plug one more thing on march 5th warriors for ranchers is going to have the warriors for ranchers freedom fest here in central texas and i would like to personally invite you guys as one of my exclusive media partners that to come out there um you guys will be able to do this for free and i'm not going to charge you guys a thing show up be able to do your thing um you guys can bring your gear you can sell your gear i'll give you guys a booth there this is going to be 400 seats filled concert venue with paid bands that will be there and we will have booths for people clothing for people and i think it's going to be huge the venue was donated to me in san antonio after the uh reawake america tour and uh we are working right now to get a, um, a booking agency involved, and we have a couple of bands that we are looking at in a ginormous headliner. And so uh, this will be something that people do not want to miss, miss, and that's going to be the Warriors for Ranchers Freedom Fest. We have to first 100% make sure that March 5th is going to work with the venue. Once we know for 100%, we will say yes. That gives us plenty of time to market. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't run boundaries with any Clay Clark event either. So – we're trying to plan it when we can get an opening. So where we don't have other events overlapping,
3: as long as it's not St. Patrick's day, we'll be there.
4: Perfect. Perfect.
3: <laughs> Cause we're here I in Savannah, you. Georgia. So St. Patrick's day is the biggest holiday of the year and mix on the committee and stuff.
2: So it's kind of a big deal. So. You guys should try yeah. to get Alrighty. uh you guys should try to get uh buddy Brown. I re- yeah I Why? have I have recently just found him and I gotta tell you he's like one of my favorite country <laughs> artists I've heard Buddy in a while so I just funny. love to listen to his music I think it's hysterical
4: <laughs> Okay right. oh, is he a comedian singer
2: too No no he, no he's he, uh, he does uh, his last album was titled Patriot
3: Yeah pa- patriotic songs but you know he he talks about um, the if, things that we talk, or he sings about the things that we talk about. If this so. country, okay. if this
2: country had balls. Connect
4: yeah. me Connect me to Buddy Brown, please. Yeah,
3: we'll, we'll send you some links and see what we can do there. In so. Southern
2: Texas, I am 911. That's yeah. what he says. He's like, I'm my own 911. Like, by the time okay. you've already broken the back of my house, it's already too late, bud. I hope you're right with Jesus because uh, I'm just providing the meeting. Um, he talks about yeah. that. He talks about um, you're one of us if you've got a truck and you carry a gun. Uh, five minutes in the heartland. Uh, when Pedro comes back, uh, we don't need cameras in, in this Texas town. Um, don't run from okay, the cops. I already want
4: Buddy Brown. <laughs> this guy. You guys connect me with him, please. We
2: need him.
3: Yeah, we'll see what we can do. So, if
2: I can reach okay. out to him, if he'll actually talk to me, I will absolutely yes, put you definitely. in touch with him because he's from Texas. So, I bet I mean, he would. So. He's All hysterical. Right. Okay, Perfect. so
3: March, March 5th. Fantastic. March
4: 5th, the Warriors for Ranchers Freedom Fest.
2: Awesome. All right.
3: Awesome. Looking so folks, it.
2: look, look it up again, go to warriors for ranchers at, at warriors for ranchers on Venmo or go to their website, WarriorsForRanchers.com. You can donate there. Uh, warriors for ranchers at gmail.com is another place you can get in touch with them. And, uh, as you've been seeing scrolling by, I've been adding them uh, updating them as he's been talking about them because I didn't have all of these before, but now I do. So, um, you can also go to the Twitter, um, and at what's that uh, Prime TV, what is it? Pride Rise Rise TV. TV. Rise TV. TV. Miller Time is what you're going to be looking for. Look for it in the future. Rise
3: TV is 9.99 a month, but they're doing a holiday special right now where if you pay up front for the whole year, it's just seven dollars a month. So, um, because because I did that while we were. Okay. In Dallas. Well, perfect.
4: Thank we you got- <laughs> so much for signing up with him.
3: Yeah. No, it was awesome. Actually, I kind of, I think I kind of blew the dude's mind. But I'm, I'm really good at that because they're doing a documentary on transhumanism, and yes. um, right. And so I asked him. Um, I said, so you, you agree with the precept that there's nothing new in this world, right? There's history repeats itself. There's nothing original. Everything happens over and over again. Uh, we just don't realize it because they, they lie to us about history. And he was like, yeah, no, absolutely. History repeats itself. I said, okay, so, um, do you think transhumanism is original? Right. I guarantee you it's happened before. Um, anyway, so, but (laughs) I kind of blew his mind on that one. So, um, anyway, (laughs) so again, he also has a, (laughs) That's, that's my conspiracy theory hat. Um, Rising its its head because I I love the conspiracy theories. Unfortunately, most of mine came true, which is why we do a news podcast now because
2: it's uh, There you go. You
3: know, that's what.
2: Happened. I just want to make sure I got your Twitter handle right. It's at W Ranchers on Twitter. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yep. at W Ranchers on Twitter and then it's warriors for ranchers on Facebook. Check him out. He also has a podcast on there as well. So check out his podcast, give him a listen. Um, and again, folks, like I said, give him five minutes of your time. You'll end up spending two hours. Trust me. We know we almost did it. So <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, sir. And, uh, we will definitely uh, be on again in the future. I'm definitely going to want to catch up with you and find out how everything's going. Yeah.
4: We, you guys got my phone and I will, I will, uh, I'll be a contributor to you guys too. As, uh, as I get more information, I can feed you guys information. We'd love to bring awesome. you on
2: and just have you do some spots for us and just say, yeah. Hey, you can do rant. You can do rants. You can do whatever you want to do. We'll bring you on. You give you as much time as you want. We'd normally do about a two and a half hour news podcast twice a week. So, uh, we'll definitely bring you on and throw you in there. We've already got a guy from California that does it for us too. So. Yeah. Perfect.
4: Love it. Awesome. All right, you guys. Well, God bless you guys. God bless Texas and God bless America.
2: Appreciate you, sir. You, got that, you have right? a great day. Appreciate
4: you guys.
3: Have a great one. Thanks for listening people. All right. Okay. So
2: that was Warriors for Ranchers folks. Uh, Mike f- Miller. Mike. Yeah. Mike Miller as for, as for the normal stuff, you know, my, you know, we've got uh, my pillow. We've got Cultural Life 1972, Warriors for Ranchers. Please go check them out, Warriors for Ranchers, uh, warriorsforranchers.com or warriorsforranchers at gmail.com. Give him an email if you got an idea. I'm sure he'd be open to hear it. Also, go to his Venmo, and that's at Warriors for Ranchers and Venmo uh, if you want to donate. Also, see about uh, – go to Cultural Life 1972. If you're worried about what your daughter, your wife, your girlfriend is going to wear this year, buy some clothes that you're actually going to feel good about her wearing. Cultural Life 1972. Three, uh, I think it's like 10% of their proceeds, the money that they make other than returning for what they need for clothes, all the rest of their profits go back to uh, the cultural life. They support all the anti-abortion movements. They were up there just on December 1st for the uh, Dobbs case. So get out there, give them a hand. Um, again, you're supporting another great organization. With that, my pillow, Mike Lindell, uh, he's been a champion you know against the voter fraud against everything else that's been going on uh supporting donald trump supporting the patriot movement get out there give him a hand as well again you need to start ordering now because if you don't order now like within the next five or six days you're not going to get it on time for christmas start with those two companies because if you want to get it for christmas on christmas made in america products made by americans for americans Go to Mike Lindell. Use the promo code Defiant. You'll save up to sixty-six percent off of your uh, order. Get on there. Use our promo code Defiant, and you'll you'll save the money on your on your order. You'll get the my slippers. The he just came out with sleepwear, as Velen yes. just found out, and which I'm robes I'm and- blew my mind because now <laughs> my credit card bill is about to go through the roof. But it's all good. It's all for a good cause, folks. We sold Again. the house
3: so that we could deck us ourselves out in MyPillow's
2: See, Mike? Thanks. <laughs> Again, Mike, thanks a bunch. So anyway, Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com. Go on there. Use promo code DEFIANT. Also, we have Dr. Stella, Dr. Uh, Sherwood as well. Uh, again, better to have not need than need and not have go get you some ivermectin, go get you some hydroxychloroquine. The stories are coming out over and over and over and over again. We knew back in 2005 that Fauci said that hydroxychloroquine not only killed, um, but prevents killed coronavirus, but it also prevents coronavirus. So hydroxychloroquine has been around for a hot minute, folks. So is ivermectin, get out there, get you some stuff, use it.
3: I promise you won't grow a tail if you take ivermectin. You, you. are not going to even start neighing. You won't even start neighing. Seriously, you're not even going to start
2: kicking the ground. I'm sorry I'm doing that I had a little ivermectin this morning
3: <laughs> but go to drstellamd.com and save 5% on your Teladoc visit yep and then you get the prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin just
2: use promo code defiant there as well promo code defiant to and save that 5%. will save you 5% on both
3: just remember you have to do the Teladoc visit in order to get the prescriptions they are prescription medication um, but they ship them to you overnight so you can't just go on there and, and put them in your cart it doesn't work that way you gotta do the Teladoc visit first
2: and with Dr. Dr. Sherwood, just go to Dr. Sherwood or sherwood.tv forward slash Patriot Party. That will get you his free ebook, which will teach you all about uh, vitamins and everything else that you want to, that you might want to use, especially if you work out a lot. These guys, they, he's got some really good workout stuff on there, folks. Um, also, so go on there. Also learn about your health, your body, your mind, your spirit, and how all three of those things connect and the way they connect and the way it works out for you in the end. It always is better for you if you know that. All three of those things are connected.
3: Because if all three of those things aren't healthy, then you are not healthy. You have to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit, especially with the crazy times that we're in right now. I, I tell you, people, it's it's not going to get a whole lot better real quick. I mean, it'll get better eventually. But right now, you know, uh, there's there's some tough times ahead. So you need to be prepared. You need to be physically prepared. Uh, with proper nutrition proper vitamins Um, you need to be mentally prepared for the things that are coming around the corner and you need to be spiritually prepared because we are in a battle between good and evil right now and it is time to choose a side Um, and Dr. Sherwood will help you do that so will Dr. Stella because I'll tell you that woman is a warrior for God so you need some spiritual help Dr. Stella's prayers are powerful powerful things and uh, you know, spiritual help, the culture of life, 1972. Supporting life over death will help you mentally and spiritually. And uh, of course, last but not least, a good night's sleep is a huge key to your physical health and your mental health and your spiritual health. And the best way to get go a good night's sleep is at, uh, on my pillow stuff. So Absolutely. there you go, all, all around. Um, and that's all I've got. So,
2: and, well, no, we also have uh, oh, Coastal, that's coastal right. Marsh Co- Customs. Coastal Marsh, one marsh Customs. One of our new uh, newest supporters and i don't have the sign here but i do have uh he he did up a if you like woodworking you like classic woodworking good looking like stuff that you'd love to hang in your house that also is a conversation starter or lets your neighbors know how you feel about life mine happens to be a great big wooden sign that says let's, let's go, go brandon. brandon so i i've got that i'm gonna hang that up in our brand new home and i could care less what people say about it because guess what you're let's either go
3: brandon you're either
2: gonna walk in my house you gonna be like oh, i'm not going in there that guy that guy he's a raging. he must be a trump supporter i
3: think if they're Not if they don't believe in let's go brandon then they
2: probably wouldn't come in our house in the first place. True.
3: So Uh, go to Coastal.
2: Go to Coast Coastal Marsh Customs. Um and that is C O A S T A L M A R S H Customs dot at gmail.com and use the promo code Defiant. Um, that will save you up to 17% off your order. Uh whatever it is, whatever you order. If you get um a piece of if you got a picture, you want something put on wood uh, he does everything. He will burn the wood. He will lacquer it. He'll do whatever you want. Just ask. He will do it. Uh, great company. Another patriot. Um, he is another patriot. He's another veteran. It's a veteran-owned company. Um, I, I support all my veteran brothers and sisters that do the follow the patriot way. Um, you will not hear me ever, ever, ever say anything about a, a certain coffee company. Nor will you ever, ever hear me say. Even
3: though they're personal friends of yours, or yeah. used to be. Used to yeah. be. Not not
2: going to talk about them because I've already seen uh, way too yep. much stuff that's telling me something different already, which is really sad. Uh, but it happens, and you're going to have those disagreements about things, and I'm not going to support something like that.
3: Some people sell out.
2: Yeah, and uh, apparently that's sometimes what sometimes
3: Patriot is spelled with a Y.
2: Yeah, and that is a that's a scary thought. Yeah, but Coastal Marsh Customs, they are not. Spelled with a Y, they, it is a, they are true patriots. Trust me, he does really great work. I've seen more than one piece. Right and now, I only you know, have one piece.
3: I'm, I'm thinking we should get him to make some more pieces. And if we go to Phoenix, then we'll, we'll bring them with us and we'll sell them there. And if not, then when we go to, uh, to Texas in March, we'll definitely yeah. bring them with us and we'll sell them there. So and, uh, um, Well,
2: actually, one of the pieces I have him making me right now is um, this one right here. I that one is being done um, already for us. So we're going to have Fantastic. that done as well. Um, he might actually even do the paint with it too. So I'll do the paint, but okay. He's uh well, no, he'll do it because he's going to lacquer it and everything else. He can make it look really professional and everything else. So I'll I'm, do the paint. If he does it.
3: the lacquer, we'll, we'll go back and forth. So Maybe he um, and I can work together on some of that stuff.
2: This is all a, it's a, it's a, another, just another Patriot company folks. I'm trying to uh, endorse and help, Promote. get their words out, their word out there and uh, promote them and hopefully I'm actually just got them in touch with Michael and Dell's people because we're going to try and get them on my store, my store yep. so that's going to be the new one so if you're not aware of what my store is yet let me explain to you my, my store is going to be the competitor to uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon so folks uh, we, we're trying to push as many Patriot companies on there as we can I'm, I'm already talking to all of my folks that do uh, this uh, did this right here uh, I'm zero trying to Foxtrot. zero Foxtrot on there I'm trying to get um, some some of my other companies that I work with all the time Ranger up they're another one I'm trying to push over to my store they are definitely Patriots um, and that's a with a T not a not a Y so uh, folks we're, we're working at it. We're doing our best. We need your help. We can't do it alone. We need everybody's help. And we have some of the best listeners out there. So we need your guys to, we need you guys to help us out. Uh, and our newest, and obviously,
3: welcome to all the new listeners that found us over the weekend, as I was on a, a handful of shows, uh, uncensored, Abe and cannabis and combat. So, uh, I, we, I did see our, our listener track go up, um, after that. So thank you for coming aboard. Welcome to the family.
2: Yeah. And, uh, don't be afraid to, uh, again, like, share, subscribe, send us an email, mcvland at gmail.com. Um, we're always up to talking to new people. And if you know politicians that are looking for a platform in which they want to talk on, we are more than welcome to bring them on here. I don't care where they are from the country. They don't have to be from Georgia. We like to focus on our Georgians. Um, we try to do that because we do live in Georgia currently. Uh, but we have we have politicians coming up from Texas. Uh, where else? Uh, Vegas. Nevada
3: uh montana um I, I mean we we got a, I, I met a ton of people over the weekend so we really have fantastic. politicians
2: coming up so if you're concerned uh we'll put out a list of who's coming up we'll get out a, a show prep or we'll put it on our telegram channel go see us on telegram we'll put up a list of who we got coming up so if you've got questions we want you to if especially if they're from another state um i want questions from people that live in that state. I'm not going to ask all the questions. I've got my own questions that I want to ask, but I want to ask your questions that are important to you all. So please feel free to reach out to us and have us ask the question. We will definitely get out there and ask the question for you. All right. I don't have much more unless yeah, you do. I
3: think that's it. Not going to take it. All right, folks. Well, have a good like, night. Share, subscribe. We we neglect saying that rather I already often. did once, but Whatever. We, you said it again. So okay, it's good. good. Like, like share, share subscribe.
2: subscribe. We will talk to you later, <laughs> folks. <laughs> good night. Thanks for
3: listening.